This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. Competitive players, old, young, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Teach Me Pokemon podcast. I'm your host, Corey. I'm with my co-host, Jared. And we have another jam-packed, awesome episode with a great interviewed guest, Jared. How, how, how are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm looking at tournament results, and the rise of Charizard is a thing, man. Charizard, man. Here we go. I like When I, I would uh, carpool as a kid uh, to school, and my friend's little sister would always say, Charizard, Charizard, <laughs> and now that's happening, man. I can just hear, I can hear her in my ear saying, Charizard. So here we go, man. Maybe in Brazil, it's just a thing. The big dragon Maybe. fire like, is type. This like a, is this a, did they, did they not print? uh comfy and uh, uh like do they not have access to that card there they might i want to buy i want to believe they do because i'm just i'm i'm flabbergasted by this top eight well in, in brazil you know who i want to interview maybe we'll get this person on the podcast next is uh, uh oh shoot where did their name go uh, i want to know how they oh yeah um fabricio igna silva Oh yeah, running Mew. H- how did he finish sixteenth? I I, I want to know how he did it because yeah, that's a he was dodging oh, Charizard matchups left and right. Bro, every matchup had to be not Charizard. In fact, here if you give me a second, let me see if I can find some of this because I I am just curious. But yeah, I, I want to let's have him on the podcast. I want to know. I, I'm I'm game for that. So since uh, since you and I last talked, we've also seen results come in. Uh, from the Barcelona event uh, with a really spread field is what it felt like. Saw a little bit of Charizard get third there. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's interesting. And then, you know, coming up uh, as of the recording of this podcast, we got 151 coming out, followed by a, another set coming out not far behind this. It's a fun time to be in Pokemon. Dude, like it just makes me like want to go back in time but wish it was this time, but be younger. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to be able just to like make a run at this man. Like there, this is awesome right now. It's like to get so many people on board, you know, going through COVID, not sure how it's going to come back competitively. And it is just, it's beautiful. This is a beautiful thing to see. You're going to love us in Pokemon tournaments. Awesome. I, I, I will say real quick, Fabricio had an awesome road. Okay, I'm just gonna say real quick. Round one, no show. Round two, mirror. Round three, mirror. Kyogre uh, lost Tina. Charizard in round six, he lost. Lugia, he wins. Charizard round eight, he loses. Then he IDs into day two. His round ten was a Charizard. He wins that matchup. Wow. Round eleven, Urshifu, he wins. But then he goes uh, lost zone with a Spirit Tomb. He loses. Maridon yeah. loses. And then he goes Kyogre. He wins the round 14, but at that point, he didn't have enough points to make top eight. So the man did avoid. He played three Charizards in 14 rounds, but he was one and two against Charizard. Dear to, 
there you go. that Maridon had a drapion in it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. How many drapes? Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Here, here's, here's what I want to pitch, and then I want to get into meeting our guests today because they're fantastic, and we're super excited to talk to them. Corey, I'm going to ask you to sign the petition with me. Okay. Are you going to sign the petition with me? Uh, I'd like to know what I'm signing first, you but will, sure. You will be behind this. I, I'm going to call it. Uh, since we're big sports fans, I'm going to call it conference realignment. Pokemon real. I want to see. I want to see a fourth division exist. Oh, okay. I want juniors to. I'm not talking about switching the ages. I think the ages. What I'm asking for is a fourth division, and if you're over the age of, let's say, forty. You're playing in what is the new seniors <laughs> the, division? The new masters, seniors. masters is what seventeen to forty, and then it's there are senior tours for this. You just reach a point. Let us play in the seniors match. Oh. That's all I'm asking for. So I would call it uh, the probably the younger players since this is an active card right now. I'd start calling them the youngsters division. Oh, the youngsters, and then and then get rid of seniors, make that juniors. Then you have masters, and then. You have seniors. Mm. And again, I'm, I'm willing to negotiate what age that starts at. I just think it's really hard sometimes as an aging Pokemon player for us to look around and say, oh, yeah, I got beat by this 17-year-old kid, and I'm 35 years old, and I have three kids. I want to lose to other Pokedads is what I'm saying, or Pokemoms, yeah. or whoever you are out there. Yeah. We need a senior division in the next five to ten years for us to compete on similar levels. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you, man. I, I would get to go to more tournaments if – if if when I make my wife watch a stream, which she hates doing, by the way, but the first thing she's like, that guy doesn't have a wedding ring on. That he's not married. That person's nineteen years old, and it's like he might be nineteen, but he. I don't want to go. I want to play. What what does that matter? But if there was a senior division with with streamed game matches, yes. most most likely, yeah, that's another dad. His, his kid. Oh, hey, I will. This is what I'll do. I'll sign your petition, but you know what I need you to help me with. What you got? We need to implement the daycare system at regionals. Yes. Yes. Implement the daycare. Implement the daycare system. You know, Pokemon put in more prize money, which is great. Awesome. That's a huge incentive to go to these tournaments. Why don't you put like 10K into every tournament, hire some daycares, get licensed. These things would be... You'd go from 17, 1,800 players to 4,000 players. Listen, I don't, I don't even think you have to lose the money. I just think it's an add-on to the ticket. I would pay that. Yeah, I would pay that. $100 for entry. It's a win-win. Yeah, totally. Your, 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 your entries still go up. And, uh, yeah, and then at the same time, what are the kids playing with? Well, they're playing with Pokemon. <laughs> well, like you're indoctrinating them along the way so that they're ready for the new youngsters division. <laughs> it, or may, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's perfect. Per, I didn't even think about that. What are the activities the kids are doing? Well, Pokemon, like, duh. My, my one-year-old get so flippin' excited when I get this this huge Pikachu stuffed animal that I had when I was a kid and now we brought it and he has it. When I like when I like show it to him, he freaks. He's so excited. He's like, oh like he loves this Pikachu thing. Yeah, duh, that's the daycare. Come on, po- like return on investment. This is a business like Pokemon. This is a ah. huge business. And in- incorporate daycare. So I mean, I'll sign you, your petition. You but already you have that. the name. You just call it the Pokey Center, the Pokey. and it's where 
and it's where you drop off your Pokemon children that you're not <laughs> using right now. And then you come do and pick you, them up later, and it's great. Do we go as far as, like, does everyone that works the daycare, like, dress up like Nurse no, Joy? No, we're not going down. No, oh, this, is going okay. dark. this is getting wildly inappropriate. <laughs> This is wildly inappropriate. Oh, you have you Misty. Ever, all momentum that you had right there, you lost. And we're screwed now. We're utterly undone based oh. on that comment. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. Well, I thought it was a good idea while it lasted. Let's get to this interview because I, I, I was serious. And then you turned no. it into... I'm serious. Something wildly inappropriate. I'm serious. I think this that that plays. It plays, Jared. You're you're taking it out of context. I don't think I am. I I know you too well to know that I'm not taking it out of context. All right. All right. Anyway, we we got we've got a great interview. We got we got Colin Matthews coming on the show, Jared. Top four finisher in the largest regionals ever known to man, Pittsburgh. Uh, great great guy. Very good interview plays Mew. We still love him. That's okay. We love us some Mew on this podcast. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I, I'm pumped for this. Are you pumped? Yeah, I am. Uh, because I mean, if I'm being honest, I didn't really know Colin, the name, Colin Matthews, the name or the competitor before this tournament, but it looks like dude's got some chops. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how his journey, maybe how he got here, what his track record looks like. I- I'm very excited to talk to them. Sweet. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick, quick break because we got to pay the bills. But then after that, we got Colin on the podcast. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon. As per usual here in the second half of our show, we have a guest with us today is Colin. Colin, how you doing, man? Uh, pretty solid, you know. I can't really complain. Another day, another, another, day, another dollar. I'm blessed today. Woke up out of my bed, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm with you we're all here we're all still playing pokemon we're living and breathing life is good life is good life is very good uh colin have you been uh keeping up with some of these regionals that are happening like in other countries yeah um i saw the what was it the um barcelona spe uh i saw the intel vmax win i saw that i actually was watching that finals on my uh twit and twitch nice uh, and I was, I was, I saw the did yoga loop like six times. I'm like, this is crazy. This is awesome. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, I'm cool with that. And I saw five Charizard decks in Curitiba. I'm like, what happened from like last week to this week? What Dude. happened? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. We were, no, you're not wrong. We were looking at that last night. Jared and I were just like, what on earth? All these Charizards. Like, where are the lost boxes? Where's everything else? But that's what I'm saying. That's crazy, man. <laughs> crazy. Well, hey, we're. We're so uh, we're so lucky and blessed to have you on the show. Uh, you know, we're excited to a- ask you some questions here and get get your thoughts uh, and help us learn how to be better Pokemon players. So that's what it's all about. Hey, yeah, that's what we're all here for. And I want to just kick off uh, for those of you that don't know, Colin was a top four finisher in this year's Pittsburgh Regional, uh, running Mew. We'll get into that more. That is just kind of the the header for what we're going to talk about. But before I, I want to dig into that, I have a lot of questions about that. No, Corey does too. First, we want to get to know you a little bit. Our audience does too. So tell us a little about yourself and kind of your Pokemon TCG origin story. All right. So the origin story. So, um, well, I've been playing Pokemon for about 
was it like five or six years? Um, this last season, right before, not uh, well, besides Pittsburgh, right before that was my first com- full competitive season. I wanted to try and go for an invite. Um, I started to play, like basically started playing around like Ultra Prism. I believe Ultra Prism was a set that came out. Um, I remember I was building like Zora Gardevoir because I thought that deck was really cool. Oh and yeah. I pulled, gar- I pulled a couple of Zoraks. I pulled a Gardevoir. I'm like, well, let's see what we can do with this, and kind of spiraled from there. Kind of. Um, I'm favorite a lot of like Buzzwall. I like Buzzwall a lot. Like uh, Blissephalon later in time. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Mally Tags is a pretty cool deck. Um, I remember the Peak Ram and Mew, Mewtwo Mew era as well. At that point, oh, that was yes. a dark time. So, <laughs> actually, Adiphization was the dark time. That was the, that was a really dark time. Uh, <laughs> like when COVID's happening, that was a ooh, that was a doozy. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> um, man. That was rough. Um, but I would start playing like with my friends and like I was going to community college at the time and I saw a bunch of my friends I knew start playing. I'm like, well, let me let me try this because I was like playing card games. I uh, used to play Yu-Gi-Oh for a little bit and I used to play uh, Card Fight Vanguard. Um, so I'm like, let me try a different game and Pokemon seemed very refreshing and I uh, and obviously I like I like Pokemon themselves, so it makes it a little easier to jump into that game. So to this game, what that's legit, man. I mean, like I. I we we always love to know is it do you just jump into pokemon do you have you played other games like do you play board games other card games and it is it, it, that's always like a, a pattern i think we see as like people that jump in and are in our good calling i mean there's probably a lot of people that play pokemon clearly that maybe don't play other games but like see success because stuff you know in somewhat some way are is translatable right i mean the rules are different the cards are different no matter what you're playing but do you think that's made you a better pokemon player because you've played other card games um just like for like interactions it helps uh, i think playing other games have certain inter- like uh like learning how cards really work with each other like interact like i'm saying interaction like rulings i think playing other games like with like a little stricter like wordings and stuff makes it a little easier to understand cards yeah um so i think it helps a little bit um seeing like and also seeing trends in other games like uh what's it called seeing uh i'm trying to think of how to word this so yeah, try, like somehow deck building in some games works compared to other games. Like, um, like when the cards like that have like a draw one effect in Pokemon aren't the best all the time. Like if you're like looking at Judd Whistle, yeah. those like cards like that in this game aren't that good. But in games like Yu-Gi-Oh, like I'll play Upstart, Upstart Goblin, that card's insane because it makes your deck three cards shorter. So sure, hmm. um, so it makes your consistency go up. But in Pokemon doesn't always translate to consistency. It's like, well, those four slots can be a better card. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And... In some instances. That's so cool. seeing a divide like that is very interesting. So yeah, okay. Uh, all right, Colin. So as we okay, so fast forward. So the origin story. It's great how we got into or how you got into playing Pokemon. You you lead up now to the first regionals of this season, largest regionals we've ever had, more prize money than we've ever had. You know, the, just the popularity of this game is is at the height. It's the highest of ever it's ever been at least competitively. So oh, yeah. you're you're looking at coming into Pittsburgh. I've noticed you've played a lot of Mew last season. <laughs> that was like your a deck. Lot <laughs> a lot of Mew. So was that just, hey, this is my comfort pick. It it won worlds, so it's like obviously a strong deck. It draws well, it does all the things Mew does. It did was all of that part of the consideration for why you ran it for Pittsburgh? Or was it um, just go go into that thought process? So a lot of the comfort uh, comfortability of me playing Mew, obviously uh, you you probably you saw there's a, a, quite literally a lot of Mew on my uh, limitless page. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's quite a bit. Um, 
So a lot of comfortability made it like really easy for me to want to play it. Um, I was ready to put it down. I actually put, when I went to Worlds, I had played a uh, Gardevoir and um, I just don't like how much it tied. I, I remember like, I just don't like, I just don't like decks like that. Mm. Um, and I'm like, well, me is faster. And I even talked with, uh, while I was in Japan, I actually talked with uh, Vance a little bit about it because I saw him while I was walking around kind yeah. of chatting. He's like, pick it back up. No, we'll just keep playing it. And I listened to that and look at what it did to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, man. It's regional, so it like reignited that little flame of me wanting to play the deck again. So I just generally also just like the deck. It just consistently does what it wants to do. Always sets up. Yeah. Not ninety-five percent of the time it sets up. Other times, like oh, just Genesis pass like as a thing. But like I don't remember like doing that too too much. Um. So consistency is a big thing for me. And Mew is just a very it's proven over time how consistent it's been. It's always a thing in the meta. It's always been a deck in the meta since its release, which is like pretty crazy. You know, kind of like how Zoroark was. Yeah, yeah, so. all the Zoro variants and all that stuff too. Uh, but okay, quickly, and I will go. I won't put everybody to sleep here. But like you, you have done very well. You're right, and I'm just on your limitless page. So if there's more stats somewhere else, then then yes, then go for it. But like you know, if I'm starting March nineteenth, twenty twenty two, you know, forty third, seventy second, nineteenth, twenty third. You know, you slacked in Peoria last year, 97th. That was your worst. <laughs> that was your worst finish. Still top 100, which is incredible. Uh, 10th place, 31st, 74th. Then you had your breakthrough here, made top eight, and finished top four. Uh, yeah. You know, at Pittsburgh. So, Colin, this is great, man. I mean, like you're you're putting Thank together you. a very consistent, uh, impressive resume, getting those points for Worlds. But now, I mean, now there's money, man. You got what? What was top four payout? Uh, five, top four was three boxes, um, the top eight mat, and $5,000. Oh. $5,000 is, that's a lot to change something, you know? That's a, lot, that's a lot of money. 5K. That baby, is baby. Just, yeah. That's just nuts, man. Well, anyway, congrats on it, that. It yeah. Mew, great choice run run that mew maybe i'm glad you didn't go to brazil and play it in that special event that probably wouldn't have yeah, done as well you cried a little bit, <laughs> a little bit yeah man that's awesome i thank you i appreciate it i i have a i, I want to have a quick education uh, question for yeah. you because if I, i'm sitting here I, I i can wellfully and honestly without any type of self-deprecation look myself in the mirror and say i'm not a good i'm not a great player you are. I, you're a great player. What are I'm you doing? I'm not a great player. What are you doing? I, I'm. It, it, this just. We got to be honest here well. on Teach Me Pokemon. That's the only way we can learn. I'm. I'm curious because I. Here's what I would have done. I would have looked at, uh, Charizards out. Uh, it seems like a lot of Lugia is teching dark text. Clearly, with whether it's the Evatol or the Tyranitar. It, and and because of Gardevoir, now you kind of get to cover two matchups with this dark. So my question, I would have run away from something that was weak to dark. You didn't. Why? So here's my thought process. So Charizard, I since Charizard was just released, I didn't think the lists for Charizard were very solidified yet, very like optimized. So I figured that Kellen would kind of crumble to themselves, which Mew usually... If the deck isn't like fully optimized or is kind of like fringe still, Mute usually has an upper hand of just being the more consistent deck. It'll usually run through the sets. Um, and that matchup otherwise is pretty bad now that the lists are pretty optimized. It's pretty rough for Charizard because our kill it. Uh, Lugia has always been like one of those matchups where it's been very weird. It's like it depends on like how the first couple turns go. If you can like kind of stunt their setup for a turn, usually you can kind of pull ahead. Um, 
Tyranitar and Evil Toll, you just have to kind of choose what you respond to those attacks with. Like Tyranitar, you have to just hold modifiers and try and KO Titar. Um, especially with the Gift Energy on, it's kind of hard to like, I don't know, path, like, I don't know them and then KO Titar. Mm. So just draw out of it with the Gift Energy. Uh, if you can play with the Evel Toll, like, I think with the, with the box into my list, I think I believe I tried to do a, a leap play on an Evel Toll for the following turn. Because uh, I, I guess when I played against Hedrick, this is what I tried to do against Hedrick. I put it against because I knew I was going to die to the Eveltal, so I put the, um, and I know I have three prizes left, so I remember I put Box in the active to try and put eight damage counters to make it leapable. So you have to make kind of like weird leap plays. If you can, try and bounce around just to avoid the VMAX always getting KO'd, because you put down double VMAX, like, oh, T-Tar boss, T-Tar boss. You have to kind of right. play around your outs. So utilize the Meloetta very well. Um, so if you, go, if you go second, you get the Meloetta off, usually you have a, a pretty good start Meloetta path, and usually... If that stuns them for a turn, usually you can start taking the game away from there. You just start killing the another Lugia, and then the T-Tar is not the pro appropriate response. So I can just go uh, VMAX KO the T-Tar, so, or like KO an Archaeops, and then boss KO another Archaeops and avoid the T-Tar for a turn. So um, I've, I've just been playing me for so long, I just like, I kind of, I kind of like, you know, I can I can power through it. I can figure it out. I, tr I try to find, figure out my win cons in every, every matchup. Mm. That's what the deck's supposed to do, so... No, that's uh, that's really smart. That's really smart, Colin. Because what I what I'm hearing and what I've heard from a lot of other great players is, you know, don't don't fear the matchup. Like, don't let a singular matchup determine what you're going to or not going to run. But if you feel confident with it and you have some level of opportunity to beat every deck, then so be it. If I run into nine Charizards, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you can't control your matchup. You can't control matchup roulette. You just control how you handle the matchup roulette. If that makes any sense, that's like fair. How you, you know, knowing your matchups is very important. Like knowing what your outs are, what like what you what your outcomes of like what scenarios would happen. You know, like oh, if my opponent, if I'm sitting on like just a, a one two Pokemon, my opponent my opponent's Lugia gets off the V Star and Kale is one of my only two Pokemon. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna lose that game. You know, but. Um, just like make sure you play to your outs and know what your game plan and pretty much any matchup is, is, uh, pretty crucial no matter what deck you're playing. If it's like your comfort pick or a brand new deck, like learning all those is, I would say very important to try and succeed with those, with yeah. the deck. I think that's great advice. Uh, transitioning back to kind of what we were talking about before, I'm, I'm interested in you telling us, and this can be from Pittsburgh or from a lot of the other tournaments that you've participated in. Uh, give us give us a, your best story. It can be like a major comeback you made, something interesting or funny that happened. But I love hearing people's tournament stories. Um, let's see. There's a here. I'll use what my the Lugia like I was talking about match with Hedrick earlier, um, which me and him tied in day one. Um, I remember in the second game I had set up like a a really cute, like a really cool play because I got the Melodious. I get melodious. I, uh, I I remember I ended up I was at two prizes left and I had no way to KO a two prizer, mm -hmm. so I remember I used I had double fusion on my Vmax and I bossed up his pumpkin and leaped it, put myself at one, but I left Ice Q available with a fusion energy on it and I had four seal still and a Mew on the bench, so I set up a uh, the quad fusion play for Ice Q to block slide something. Mm. So I set up my own checkmate scenario on him because the other Arche like Archeops is one one fifty, so all four fusions available. Oh, block side will kill 160 kill anything on the board so i said my own checkmate scenario that was pretty cool to do nice um let's see what was i uh, that, that was pretty cool um i think 
I I got to have a rematch against uh, Austin Ellis when I went in because I had played him in Toronto mm -hmm. um, against against the same matchup. He was playing La Santina, which that matchup can be a little scary at times depending on how it goes. But I was able to pull through and win through that game. That was pretty cool to redo. Um, well, just like a, Pittsburgh was just a crazy ride. Like especially being the I played against the Charizard. That was cool. I beat the Charizard. That was really cool to do. Nice, um, nice. I remember like. Like game three, I I turned one melodious with uh, path out, so his Charizard couldn't Ooh. swing back. Ooh. So so he evolved Charizard and attached, and I'm like, all right, just uh, melodious it for two ten, and then he put down an arc, and I boss killed the arc, left a two ten on the Charizard because that's an easier knockout later, and you can handle that, and then that's how I cleaned up the game. Um, let's see, ran, I ran it back with uh, one of the Mew mirrors. I, there's a lot of things. I've played so much of this deck. <laughs> 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 I've played so much of this deck. Uh. Well, I, I I have a question, and I think this could be an Go interesting ahead. story. So, was it top eight or top four? What what was the what was the judge call? Wasn't there like a wasn't there like <laughs> oh, a mis a, a misplay yeah, that it happened? So this is like so yeah. So this is the thing. This is I've been memed about by my entire local community yeah. for so long now. <laughs> it's gonna forever die. Um, so it was in top four on stream. I double supported. It wasn't intentional. I, if you look back at the footage, I actually was planning to use my forces on the ultra ball, then on my cards, grab a V max. Yeah. So I put the ultra ball to the front, but then my brain in the heightened of, uh, this is my first time on stream. This is my first time in cut. I'm playing against a really hard matchup and like, uh, I kind of started getting nervous a little bit. Yeah. I, I squirreled and I forgot I already sparkled. So I'm like, Oh, let me grab judge. So I can judge him. Yeah. And I grabbed judge, play the judge, and that's what happened with the two prize penalty. But I was pretty sure I was gonna lose that game even even if I didn't do that, because he got the turn one seven in that matchup, like it gave him like so many turns to just get through so that Kyogre turned fast. Yeah. Like those that matchup's like kinda rough, like regardless. That's like pretty much like an auto I'm not I wouldn't say an auto loss. It is winnable. Yeah. But um Were you surprised was, they were able to to like to re restore the game state? Because typically that's like um, game loss, right? But they were able that to is like an auto game loss, auto yeah. game loss. That's an auto game. But I thought that it's was cool. Auto game loss. Like to be able to say, "Look, this was a mistake. We can make it right." And then it is two prize penalty, right? Which, which sucks. Like that's probably makes that even impossible to win at that point. But still, you got to play it out. So I don't know. I think that's interesting. I were, were you just sweating it? Were you freaking out? I um I just like I, I said to myself of course this is the first time I'm on stream and I do something stupid. That's how I felt. <laughs> Bro, of course I do something stupid. I could tell you some stories, don't eat like uh, that, yeah. was, that was <laughs> that was that was I'd I'd take that mistake over some of my uh my tournament misplays. So I was I, I was watching it and I felt bad, but then I was like, nah, he'll be fine. Like that, that like Hey, anybody that gives you a hard time about that, you could say, "Oh yeah, what happened when you were on stream in the top four? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you exactly. You never were. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Exactly. That's a, that's a thing. Exactly. I'm like, you know what? I'm still up on the weekend. I'll take that. You know, Heck that yeah. was uh, that was still that was still a good weekend for me. I I, I wasn't I was joking because I had actually missed my flight home that oh, night. No. I, uh, cause I was joking with my friend, with my, uh, my friends, like, I'm like, yeah, you know, like I should be fine flying home Sunday night. Uh, I should be fine. I shouldn't, I'm not going to make top eight and I'm going to make top four. I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> cause, yes. cause like it's a, uh, I, I had a pretty good idea. I was like, I might make top eight cause I entered day two at seven one one. Um, 
And like, I mean, still going five, one in day two is like really rough. Yeah. Uh, basically going undefeated, you have to basically go undefeated. Um, or four or two technically, I guess, to can still get it. But, um, I mean, even with the amount of players I had, I knew that was like, going to be a really rough day two to get through. Cause like all the good competition and just in general, um, how many people there were, it's just a higher chance of bubbling and stuff like, so I'm like, eh, not as likely, excuse me, not as likely, but still, but the fact that I was joking about it and still made it, I was, I've been digging for a top eight for a little bit now. I've been close. I lost a winning in before I've lost like winning ins before and mm. uh, Toronto I was on the bubble to bub to, for a top eight. I was in the bubble. Yeah. Oh, Actually, yeah, it, was, that was the it was three of us at the same record, uh, three of us. And I remember Christian Mancy's like, hold it, don't move, don't move. I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> I was like, we're at the table because I was like playing against Andrew Mahon and we we're both talking and they were like, no, we're not playing for the top eight. I'm like, okay, Dang. for sure. And then, well, you, bubble, I'm like, oh. I mean, I'm looking at, uh, you know, the players and the player and the records that you played in Pittsburgh. I mean, dude, starting in round three, like you basically yeah. played everybody made day two except one other player. So like you talk about a gauntlet, like, yeah. I mean, John Ng and a mirror match in round three, like, and you, and you yeah. pull that out, like, impressive that was uh that actually that i actually that that game was really close that was one of the mirrors um he i remember like i was he was up in prizes i was at i, I was still at six and he was at like three i think or he's at four um and i remember like i took a i took a, i took a boss kill on his meloetta uh he kept he kept path out and i i owned him under his own path he had no forest seal available mm-hmm. so he had only three cards to work with and i started just taking knockouts left and right oh, um my nice. two hit a vmax to come back, I clawed that game back, and then I felt really cool. I'm like sick. I was yeah. playing Kyogre. Like as soon as I sit down, I'm like, you're playing Kyogre in my head. Like that's all because that's what they've been playing a <laughs> yeah. lot of, you know? Yeah. Like Turbo, and then he flips over a Mew. I'm like, oh, God. all right, we can kind of do this. We Man. can kind of do this. Don't you wish that was the streamed match? Like let me let me show yeah. this. Like <laughs> let me take on a, a a good good player in a mirror match, and let me show you how I can beat him. That that's exactly. awesome. That's awesome. What what's uh oh, so you you bring it up like yeah their squad typically plays those decks. Are are you do you do you, would you say you have like a team like do you do you go to regionals uh, I, with some some teammates or is it by yourself? Uh, I so I have I am on a team. I'm on the the Lost Zone Kitchen with um. I'm recently added to the team. Uh, you might know this like, like Joe Turrentine is on there. Uh, Christian Fontenot. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Sawyer Melbourne, if you've seen his name as well, Travis Beckwith, yep. like a, a lot of like top players as well nice. um, on that team. Oh, cool. Uh, I I was on uh, with Team Top Cut as well. Um, I'm sure you've also seen Top Cut around as well. Yeah. Um, I've seen, I've been I was with them before, but I have also I, I, it feels like a massive team with like just my whole local scene that always supports me. Mm. Uh, even my friends over like in Indiana that helped me get home after Pittsburgh that helped me that did everything they could to help me get home. Um, and like this, everyone like I feel like I have a giant enormous team because everyone's on my side. Like a lot of people on my side, just so, so much support. So That's not cool. even just the people in the Lost Zone Kitchen, but everyone else around me. Cool. Um, like everyone that was like, even like friends and family that are watching my game, they're like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy!" Oh mm. my god! And like everyone at home would tell me they're playing a league challenge, and they're like, "Yo, you're on, you're on. We put you on stream, like the stream on the during the league challenge. Just watch what happens." I'm like, yes. That's what's up. Dude, oh my y'all got awesome. to see me double supporter. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It makes for a good story, and you still got top four, so we take it. But yeah. so what? Uh, what what do you see, Colin? So like you know when when new when players are coming up, you know maybe they're past that you know league like league challenge, league cups, but they're making it to their first regionals. What what are you noticing? Either like you know your your um, your friends from home league, or you know maybe on the team you're on. But like what do you see as common mistakes? 
that happen at, at, you know, let's talk about regionals, for example, like what are mistakes that you see maybe in the first couple of rounds from your opponents that if you could tell our audience, that's like learning this game and trying to be better, like what, what are things that you notice that you would say you need to avoid kind of these, um, call it simple mistakes, but like some things that you notice that players are doing incorrectly, that if they avoided them, maybe would have, you know, better results at these major tournaments. Um, I, a lot of it's like sequencing, like knowing like pro- like properly sequencing what you got to do during your turn. Um, and also like kind of not trying to overthink of what's happening. Uh, I still fall into the overthinking thing at that time. That's one of those things I had to work on a lot of trying to improve at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes like after games, if it's someone that's like, I, they said it's their first regional or something like that. And like we play a set, like I did this when I actually, my round one opponent at, at Pittsburgh is saying it was his first time playing in real life. Mm-hmm. The original we were playing a mirror um and after the game he's like is there anything i could have done like yeah and i could go through some things like what you could have done differently to try and sequence better to try and improve the the game state a little bit i i try and i i will offer something like that um because yeah. like they're like oh okay that makes more sense because once you when you sequence things a little more properly then the play lines get a little easier to read and yeah. easier to see i think i personally think yeah um, cause that way, you know, that, like, oh, I'm sequencing this way. This is what should, this is what's probably going to happen. And like what this will lead to do. Yeah. Um, and not overthinking or uh, overthinking like, oh, um, like, oh, I'm worried about this play that they have, but that play is like, let's say, let's say like, like against like what I was doing, I'm, I'm, I'll use my stream game as an example. When I was like ice doing sable eyes, I probably should have killed the confies instead. That was, I was overthinking about the sable eye plays and not the con- like actually using comp- them using mm, compi. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I'll use that. I'll use my own example. You know, I really I watch back my game. I'm like, okay, I probably should have done this instead. Yeah. Like really, like this looking over your play, like look over your play line, like look over what you're doing, and like look at your mistakes and try. Especially if a game that's like recorded. Yeah. Like having a game on, like if you have a stream game, for, if you fortunately get a stream game, like rewatch that and see what you're doing differently. Yeah. Um, and like play back from that. I think, but that's, that's cool. a, a key step to get better. I think personally. I think that's um, I think that's interesting with with like Mew and and probably Lost Box are the two that come to mind. But like where if you go second, you know t- there is a very real possibility where you can really get on top of them with an attack or get a knockout. But like you have to sequence that correctly to give yourself probably the best odds to maybe hit the the sparkle and and hit the fusion energy or something if you're trying to get a, 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 a going second and attacking. But if you sequence that incorrectly, if you're like Maybe you sparkle too early, but then that took outs away. I think Mew really offers that like good. Um, I don't say call it coaching, but like that, that offers the players. I think really good uh, learning ability to take a deck that it has a has a high skill level, right? I mean, it's world winning deck, and you've done well on it. But I think it teaches players. And I could be wrong, but like I just feel like there's some good sequencing that happens in Mew versus like you know Lugia, which is, I I love Lugia, but it's just like well. I, if I got to get my Lugia and Archaeops in the discard pile by turn two, or I might lose, you know, whereas Mew, I think there's yeah. a lot more of those steps that go into it every turn. A hundred percent. Like, the, I, like you're saying, like Lost Box and Mew are both decks that do require a lot more sequencing of what to do. Um, Lost Box, I think is way more intensive on it. Cause if you mess up your sequencing on Lost Box, your whole turn just gets ruined. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, like if you lost on the wrong thing on top of it, besides like just, uh, just how the deck operates. Um, if you like, if you sequence a thing wrong, like you could like end up like, oh, I should have like if I should use switch card or escape rope first versus uh, like manually retreating and stuff like that. Yeah. Like if like, oh, I'm gonna use rope now. Maybe they'll, I'll, maybe I'll actually bring them. They'll bring up something they uh, to rope that they don't want to have it originally. 
like if I like rope up a genesect instead against and like oh I, I don't want them to they're gonna switch into another comfy here not to a cram you know leaving it for the cram hit the cram hit something that's more valuable um stuff like that like kind of small things as a as a pseudo example um but yeah i would say that, that deck is more intensive on sequencing but those are both decks that uh if you want to practice sequencing i think those are both decks that you should try and practice with more because you kind of learn like sequencing optimally and like learning like to maximize like what you can do during your turn lugia does have its own sequencing though in fairness of like uh like how to sequence like getting the arc caps in the discard pile like oh should i goza first and then see what i get or capturing aroma like capturing aroma then goza then to ultra ball those away yeah see what you can possibly get and see what you can do off of it oh that's i that's that's good things like uh it, it's hard like i think a lot of people from other card games think that pokemon is like some kind of simple child's game like there's that perception out there sometimes and it's just not like these are top tier thinkers one little i didn't do this and i did this or i didn't and that's the end so uh, i liked also what you said earlier about like mapping out your turn because i i get a little flustered myself i get into a turn and i'm i just start going and then at some point i'm like ah no that's not what i should have done so I can only imagine what that must have been like on stream, but I, I, I thought you, I thought you played well, and and yeah, and we all make mistakes. Here's what, here's what I'm curious about, because I would say between Corey and I, Corey, Corey is the gamer. Corey is like the person you put at the tournament that's going to perform well, and I'm the guy that likes to sit back and deck craft, love deck crafting. I'm all about ideas. I, I'm, I'm with it. I've been reading and looking over and thinking through the new 151 set that came out. I freaking love this set. I think there's so much that got added to the meta, to the game, even to like local things that you can try. But I'm just one person. I'm interested to hear what you think about this set. So, I, I, okay, so I'll give an overall. Like, I think the set, one, besides like the gameplay, I think the set's really fun to open to because like it's seeing all the original Pokemon and like all the random stuff. Um, it does add a lot of cool cards like Mew EX is like the everyone knows this is the, the big deck out of like the big not the big deck the big card out of the set yeah because like just the fear retreat the restart ability and genome hacking is just this is an overloaded card that just seems Ooh. really good in a lot of decks like um I think like it, uh, there's a couple interesting support like the I know the Giovanni's might be like the Giovanni's charisma I think is what's called yeah the I think that card might be pretty interesting to play even the Erica seems like an interesting idea mm-hmm. um the Zan- Alakazam seems really cool I think that that could open up a lot of possibilities if you, especially if you can like find a way to load the Zam like Alexander like pretty quickly, yeah. Um, or like efficiently every turn. I think that might be a pretty cool deck to play around with. Um, I personally think that the grabber card in that set is awesome. I, I freaking love that card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. For super, those, that card is like super toxic, but it's so fun. Oh. For those for those who don't know what this card does, would you explain what it does real quick? Yeah, so uh, you play it down from your hand, it's always burnable, so play it down from your hand, look at your opponent's hand, pick any Pokemon that you find in their hand, and put it on the bottom of their deck. Oh. So, like, against, like, Lugia, example, like, oh, your Archaeops in your hand, I can put those on the bottom of the deck. Like, oh. that way you can't ultra all the next turn, especially if I'm going first. Like, I just can disrupt your whole turn. It adds more disruption to make, like, to try and help you play around certain decks. Like, like, like I said, it's Lugia, or, if, like, oh, there's a Spiritomb in your hand, I can put the Spiritomb on the bottom. Like, you have to go find it now. Oh, yeah. or something like that yeah i love it and i i think it's going to be fun because the game does feel like it's trending more stage one stage two still a lot of really strong basics but 
now you have kind of a little bit to make with that because everybody everybody's sitting on candy stage two, you know. So yep. I, I I agree with you. I can't wait uh, to play that against someone. I just hope my opponent's not playing it against me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, actually I got to I got to try because uh, there was this local um, it was actually a local shop that allowed uh, us to do some like proxy testing for one fifty one. Um, it's called Nerd Rage Gaming up in Buffalo Grove. Actually, they do some stream matches. I actually did the. Uh, I got to test the grab the, the grabber card and I did it. I put an Arceus in the bottom and my, my buddy was watching. He's like, yeah, that card's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything you that's go, you can go first and get some hand disruption going. Like before your opponent even has a try, like not bad, not bad. Um, not bad at all. So leading up to this regionals for Pittsburgh, there's, you know, it, it, I'm assuming there's some, practice going on i mean i'm sure there's practice going on all the time but what what does that look like for you colin as you're like preparing you had a great season last year you've obviously started obviously started this year incredibly as well like do you just you know don't change anything you just roll up to the regionals and go or do you you know try out different matchups or do you go do you play live at a card shop are you heavily online like what does that week leading up to regionals look like for you so for me, I try to prepare, like I try to play as much every as I can every week. I, I go to like, my buddy's house every week. Um, we have like a big group testing session going on all the time. And I swear like I kind of, I help them and I, I play myself and I kind of try out the ideas. Um, but like any sort of like, ideas, like if I'm on testing multiple grabber, if I want to test no grabber, stuff like that. Um, I try to play locals every week. I try to go to like our challenges all the time. Just like in sort of keep playing, just keep testing that way. Yeah. Um, I don't like playing on live a lot. Uh, I do when I, I, if I have to, I will. Yeah. I just don't like the, like live has a lot of bugs, you know, yeah. it has a lot of bugs. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's not the same as playing with the physical cards. It's just not the same. Yeah. Uh, I'll do webcam testing too. And a couple of discords I'm in. Um, I, 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 I personally, while I'm, while I can, like, while so I drive, like when I drive to work and drive from work, I, I actually like theory, a lot of matchups in my head. I theory constantly <laughs> yes. as a form of like self-testing. Like oh what if I do this what should I do here like how how would I play this out like what do I what should I do this during like kind of start working backwards that way yeah. um, during the week but my my life is busy with, between like, obviously I work full, I work full time yeah um, I know I've, I obviously you both have jobs as well sometimes like putting the time in is a little hard but yeah uh, I live is just I hate it <laughs> yeah I miss I miss PTGO that 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 app was actually like good you know yeah um, I do like the crafting system online though that's the one thing I will say I like the crafting system I agree but. I agree with that yeah no I think the it's just like it's like a necessary evil in some ways but you, you definitely it's like come on Pokemon like let's 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 put more money into this let's fix the bugs let's make this a better feature I mean even you know, there were aspects of, of the old version that are just like, was this, would have, would this have been too hard to like implement into live or does Pokemon just completely not care, which I feel like they do. I mean, they're throwing more prize money into this and, you know, I, I feel like they're, they're genuinely trying to make the competitive scene more viable, uh, you know, than maybe past years. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could see that. I was, I hope that, I hope so. Cause I mean, Compared to the last season, I I, I was just astounded. Like, because most of the regionals, you know, um, last season was like oh, like a thousand, like eleven hundred. You know, now it's like seventeen hundred. It was like almost eighteen hundred for Pittsburgh. I think Peoria is like thirty people shy of Pittsburgh, which still is like astounding. You know, like I I enjoy that the scene is like yeah. growing so much. You know, I, I like seeing that as a growth. 
Yeah. Um, I just hope that they, I hope that they, you know, they obviously got the prize money. So they do hear some of what the players have to say. I just wish that, that they put them more time into the app to allow these yeah. players more, especially like newer players to succeed. Cause like certain things like bugs on live, like some people are like, Oh, that's just how that works. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. You know? Yeah. Like, um, it's just not as the. I, I think it put more time to that. I think it'd make the competitive grow. Basically, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. More. I got you. Yeah, uh, I feel that. I, I feel that. It. I think it's gonna get there. I think it's all. It's probably honestly different teams working on, on different things. So, it is. I think it's just kind of kind of what it is for the time being. I, uh, Colin. One last question for you as we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, what, what's the goal for you? Everybody that plays Pokemon that I talk to has something different that they're shooting for. Uh, like for my, myself, my dream, win a tournament going rogue. That's the dream, <laughs> Colin. Uh, for, for me, that would be awesome. I don't care if it's like a league cup or regionals. I don't care. I want to run in with something completely under the radar and win. That's my dream. Corey, he doesn't care. He just wants to win. Yeah. He's a competitor. He'll, he'll. <laughs> He'll he'll shank you. He'll he'll do whatever he has to do. He's not a cheater, but he'll run meta. He'll get the job done. He wants to win. What are you going worlds? I want to win a regionals. Like, what is your most urgent goal right now? Um, my most urgent goal. Well, the top top editing was was a goal for a long time. Um, and now we we I have now achieved that goal. Um. I, I would like to go to Worlds again. I think that'd be awesome to, to try and prove myself I can earn a, another Worlds invite like back to back would be really cool. Um, winning a tournament sounds really cool. Now I know I can break. I finally broke through that that barrier of getting into the top eight. Um, I would like to probably maybe see myself try and win an event. I, I think that'd be a very awesome goal to have. But the first goal is to get another invite. So, you know, get under the belt and show and prove myself like oh um, I can do this again. And I continue to play against good players because I like the I like the challenge of playing against someone that's a lot better than me or or maybe like closer to my skill level um, because you can always learn like learning something and it's just a challenge. I like to have the um, I kind of like to have the you know like you know I'm gonna use this reference you know like obviously like how Goku works how he like how he wants to keep on fighting someone stronger and like yeah. better. Yeah, great reference. I like to seek that, that I like to seek that challenge. Thank you. I like to seek that challenge. Um, and play against like better players. So I've played a lot of. I've played. I've been now. Well, at least the whole last season. I've been went to a lot of majors. Um, went to a lot of majors. Even like seeing names and like playing against those people. Like kind of seeing. I would like to. I like to play. I like to keep playing against big names and stuff like that. Give me the challenge. Like okay, now I can actually test where I'm at with this and see. So I like that. I like that kind of aspect to it. The competitive side of it. So goal is to keep playing good players and to keep testing myself further. Cool. I love that, man. Well, Colin, I mean, man, you, like I said, good, great last season. I think people, you know, they, they know you, they know your name, but now like top, top four on stream, largest regionals ever, you're going to go to Peoria and people, they're going to sit down and know who you are. And so this, this is going to be a little bit like the, like the hunter becoming the hunted, you know? And I think you're going <laughs> to, exactly. you're going to get people's top performance. Now, now it probably, it probably would be there would be some nerves too on the other player side. You know how Absolutely. you were saying you were feeling some nerves there on stream. I think you're going to get their nervousness, or they're going to be nervous. Maybe there's going to be some misplays, so maybe there'll be some advantage there. But you definitely will get some folks locked in. You're not going to sneak up on anybody. 
I don't think I'm gonna sneak up on anybody anymore. No more. No. <laughs> I've actually uh, I went to a couple like challenge. I went to that challenge this weekend. I faced this dude. And he's like, he's like, I'm like, he was like nervously shuffling. I'm like, it's okay. He's like, no. I saw you on stream. I'm nervous. I'm like, it's okay, bro. This is a league challenge, man. <laughs> that is challenge. I'm just here. I'm just being a dude. Oh, that's, <laughs> like, uh, that's hilarious. Do you... Stop intimidating people, Colin. Stop what? intimidating people. Would you run at I that mean, challenge, like, Colin? What, what were you rolling I played with? Mew. I played, oh, I played Mew again. I you just, played Mew? I, uh, I did. I did. I, uh, I, I did whiff against his – he did end up winning because I, I, he draped on me, and I couldn't care the drape on, and I judged him. And he's like, oh, boss? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> GG. I couldn't care the drape on. Old, old reliable. Old reliable drape on. Old reliable. God, no kidding, is. man. No kidding. Well. Yeah. Well, Colin, this has been a pleasure, man. We're 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 gonna be rooting for you. We we appreciate you taking the time, and and we can't wait to see how Peoria goes. I, I think Jared and I we're gonna try to make it to. Uh, which one are we going to? We can be make it to Knoxville in February. Yeah, I think we'll, if if you're in Knoxville out in February, we'd love to sync up, say what's up, root for you. Absolutely, please. Uh, if you ever see me at any event, please come up and say hi to me. I I, I always say that I'm a really nice guy. I, I'm probably planning to go to Knoxville. Knoxville was really nice last year, so. Cool. Sweet. 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 Well, hey, dude, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Teach me Pokemon podcast. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.